There are so many things as humans that we don't really understand. There are mystic, magical, faded things, as well as otherworldly realms that we just can't comprehend unless it's through the journey of our own soul. I'm your host, Steffi, aka The Spirit Sis. I'm a psychic medium, astrologer, and intuition teacher, and I'm here to take you on an exploration of all things spiritual. I'm going to connect to Source, give you divine downloads, and I want to keep you in the spirit loop. So here is the Psychic Scoop. Hello, my little darlings. Welcome back to another episode of Psychic Scoop. I cannot do that in much longer. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Welcome back to Psychic Scoop, y'all. I am. What's wrong with me today? I'm Steffi, Spirit Sis, back at it again with another episode. And today I'm going to talk about my journey of how the heck I got here. How did I start a spiritual business? How do I even go about giving people psychic readings in exchange? for money. And even to this podcast, I I know a lot of you are budding or amazingly successful entrepreneurs and in all different industries. But when I put on my Instagram, what did you want to hear about? The most consistent theme was how do you go about, you know, having your energetic gifts and having a business about it? And, you know, of course, it takes a lot of trial and error and I'm not perfect and still am trying to work out the kinks. But I think a lot of you are curious about how I got here. And so that's what I'm here to talk about today in this looser format episode. I don't even know where to start because usually when I do these podcasts, I have like a list of what I want to talk about. But I'm kind of going to just free flow in how I got this business going. Spirit Sis is my business. I guess you could say my alias. But let's Let's just bring it back to when I was 18 years old and I got my palm read for the first time. And as I was getting my palm read the whole time, I mean, the lady was lovely, but I kept thinking, wow, I feel like I would deliver this a little bit differently because it was at our like senior night, all night party where you are like graduating high school and moving into college. And, you know, a lot of her readings were about like, oh, you're in transition, which was pretty obvious. But I just kept on being really fascinated with the lines she was pointing out of my hand and I kept thinking in my head, I just want to learn this and I'm really intrigued. So I think some of you already know, but I've talked about this quite a bit on my Instagram, how when I started reading palms and I studied it, you know, for a while, and when I started feeling the confidence to read other people's palms, I would get psychic messages in my head as I was touching people's hands. You know, I'd already seen spirit my whole life and I had successfully already at this point when I was 18, crossed over some souls, you know, to the other side. So I had experience, but when it came to humans living and breathing in front of me, I didn't really know what I was doing. Now, that's when I kind of just trusted myself. It was a little scary at first, so I just did it with my friends, and then I started opening it up. I mean, I was at a college party, and and I would just say, hey, like, do you want me to read your palm? And I was fearless because one, I'm sure half the people I read first were drunk. (laughs) But two, I just felt confident and excited about it. And that's exactly what happened. So then, you know, I just kept going. And the more and more I got comfortable reading people with the palm, I started asking questions that I would get psychically. And one client, and I'm saying client loosely because this person didn't pay me, um, one person who I read specifically, I had actually told her, hey, you had an illness when you were young and you're worried it's going to come back. But I'm 
telling you it won't. And I said, you had cancer. And she broke down sobbing. And she was like, yes, and I keep getting screened. And I'm so scared that I'm going to get it again. And then she's like, how did you know that? Where in my palm does that say? And I pointed at some random line. And I was like, oh, it's right here. But then, you know, I got home and I was like, was that in the line? Or did I just know that? So then I started letting go of the palm, you know, and started really channeling for people without that. So now I'm maybe 2021. People kind of know about me reading, but it's not a big thing. You know, I'm focusing primarily on another career at Michigan State. You know, I'm doing film and TV and and my other creative endeavors. And then I moved to Los Angeles when I'm 24 years old. This is when I started to really understand my gifts. And this is where astrocartography really played a huge role in my life. In Detroit, I was on top of my Chiron Ascendant line, which is called the Wounded Healer. And it's where I, I learned to develop my psychic gifts, but I had a lot of wounds. That's where a majority of my narcissistic abuse came in. That's where I had limiting beliefs. That's where I didn't feel comfortable talking about my mediumship. I mean, it was a fun party trick, but you know, I didn't feel confident like sharing that or even offering it as a service. And then when I moved to Los Angeles, I felt so much lighter. I was closer to my Jupiter on the ascendant line, which is all about expansion and growth and good luck and evolution. And here is where I felt truly like I could be myself. And I grew in a ton of ways. And it made me feel really good. My Jupiter is in my 11th house of social community. And it's really nicely aspected to a lot of the other intuitive planets in my birth chart. So I really opened up here. Now, <laughs> That's not to say there wasn't a massive learning curve because Hollywood and Los Angeles has a lot of history and energy, paranormal activity. So, I mean, I would go down to Hollywood and it would be impossible for me not to see ghosts or have communication. And it terrified me, honestly, because a lot of it was really overwhelming for me and scary, <laughs> you know, coming from Michigan where there wasn't a whole lot of activity all the time, going straight into this vortex of not only energy from everybody who lives here, but energy from the dead as well. So that was also a learning curve. I had to discover when I moved to Los Angeles. So I began to live my life normally, as normally as I could, but all of these weird coincidences started happening. And I say coincidences loosely because we all know that spirit has a hand in everything and nothing is really a coincidence. But, you know, I was in the film industry as a freelancer and I would get sent to a different set every day and I would sit next to a stranger and, of course, the floodgates would open and I would just start channeling for them. And sure enough, when they were like in full tears and we're having like a big conversation, the production assistant would come up and say, hey, we need to cut someone and we decided um, you're going to be cut and they would point right to me. And I was the only person out of like 50 that got cut and I truly believe that spirit would drive me into these places. I mean, like I say drive because it was sometimes an hour both ways in traffic to go to these sets for me to deliver a message and then immediately get cut afterwards. And this happened 
weekly. I'm not joking you. For years, this would happen. And I kind of developed a little bit of a following from doing this. You know, <laughs> like when I went on set, everyone was like, oh, that's the psychic girl. And, um, you know, then I started to become more and more confident in doing this for people. You know, if I was in a grocery store, if I was in a bank, if I was at a rooftop bar and I would embarrass my friends and walk over to complete strangers. One of my favorite ones is I was in an Uber pool and I I gave a full reading for the driver and the other passenger in the Uber pool. Like I didn't get to decide when the messages came through. I just had to deliver them. But I realized more and more that spirit needed to use me as a medium and a communicator to get out these messages to these people who were grieving. But the whole thing about this was there was no real stakes. I wasn't asking people for money. If I went up to someone and I was like, hey, did you lose someone named Michael? They would be like, no. I'd be like, okay, maybe it's not for you. So I didn't understand really where the gift was going to, but I got a lot better at it through practice. So keep in mind, this was a long time (laughs) that I was giving people readings, 10 plus years. And one of the people that I randomly gave a reading to was someone I met on set and I channeled her grandmother. And some of you might know this person because this is my dear friend, Shayna, and she is the co-founder of Day Luna. And you guys know her because she's been on the podcast for human design. And I am now standing in her wedding. So there's so many people that I actually went up to that were strangers that are now my best friends because spirit led me to them. And I'm so grateful. I'm even getting choked up thinking about it because I trusted my intuition and it led me there. Now, people would want to follow up with me after some of the readings. And a lot of my friends were encouraging me to charge people, but I had this stigma in my head. I don't want to charge people for a gift that obviously spirit has given me. And I just feel like it's in my karmic duty to let people know that there is life on the other side, that our spirits are immortal, that death shouldn't be a scary thing. And a lot of my friends are like, no, (laughs) please do this. You can be the next Long Island medium. You can have a tea TV show. And that just never appealed to me because at the time I was truly still terrified of coming out with my psychic powers and gifts. It's one thing to tell a stranger in a bar. It's like they don't know who I am. People at the grocery store, bank, anything. I was still anonymous. And there was something about that that really comforted me because I didn't want to tell people I was psychic. It was scary. I grew up from a religious background. And and channeling to me was something that wasn't extraordinary. It was just some people are really good at tennis and some people are really good at golf and I'm really good at talking to dead people. It wasn't a big deal. And I think Teresa Caputo, she was a signifier for being yourself and doing something that's really kooky and weird, like talking to dead people. And I would be closeted reading all of her books. Another medium, Rebecca Rosen, who's from Detroit as well, a Michigan psychic. Those ladies really paved the way for me to feel comfortable with my gifts. But it wasn't until after my Saturn return that Shayna really encouraged me to start doing this for real, for real. And I started charging people for human design and astrology readings. And during those readings, I would also just channel for them just because it was natural. (laughs) I was invited by so many people and encouraged by so many of my friends to really pursue this. So I didn't have this imposter syndrome anymore. I had the support of my peers and my loved ones. And 
And I think that's what really got me to be more open-minded for a business and really truly living and standing in my truth that yes, I'm not crazy. I'm a psychic. And guess what? My family thinks I'm freaking nuts. That's something that's in my karmic contract, but they don't really believe that I can do this. You know, I think they're more and more open the more (laughs) the stories I tell and how they really link to things from my childhood and how I was always very sensitive and different. But, you know, they weren't necessarily, especially my brother, supportive of what I did. And they were confused and maybe they didn't understand it. And, you know, I think, too, I understood why people would say you want to open up a psychic business like you could have a corporate job and make a lot of money. Like, why don't you why do you want to like struggle in a small business? You know, it's it's so impossible. And I don't listen to those people. Those people aren't rocking and supporting me. And that's not the kind of hype that I need in my life. And that was really hyper focused on the perspective of the people that were rooting me on. And that's also what happened with my acting and screenwriting career. You know, the people that wanted to give me flack for moving to LA, you know, now I have an award winning film. So this is just a really good lesson for anything in your life. Even if it's like your partner or someone doesn't believe in you, you have to believe in yourself first. And at the end of the day, I know imposter syndrome is real, but you have to just be yourself and authentically do what makes you happy. And the second that you're not happy doing what you're doing, that's a signpost that you need change. So I want you to know that anything is possible in, in anything that you dream, anything that you're really passionate about, that's your soul's way of telling you you have to do that or honestly, anything you're even good at. I didn't want to take money um, for exchange for my gifts, but I noticed when I was doing things for free, I would get really sick or I would be physically drained. I didn't have good, I guess, boundaries energetically because I would just give people random readings, you know, and then they would keep texting me and calling me and wanting more and more because I never charged them the first time. I mean, like there was no standard for how I ran a spiritual practice. And I think as an empath and a spiritual person, I felt guilty charging people money. I didn't feel good about it at first. And I had to work through some limiting beliefs around money and what I was willing to accept in my life. And the more and more, obviously, I built up a repertoire and had referrals coming in and got very busy with my practice, which I'm very grateful for. I was able to raise my prices, but even that was very difficult. Like, why would anyone want to pay, you know, X amount of money to talk to me for an hour? Like, what what the heck? Like, I didn't even go, I don't have a certification for psychic school. You know, like, I don't know why they believe in me so much. But that's what I had to ride on. People were booking, even if it's one person that believed in me and wanted to pay for my service. That was a gift. Just being yourself and doing a good job with that one person, the ball gets rolling for referrals. And you know, I my bread and butter is still referrals. And keep in mind too, I had done readings for 13 years before I charged someone a single penny for it. I really put in the work and the practice. And I think that's why I finally felt confident charging people. But that was just my journey. You could literally do six days of practice and and open a business. Who cares? Do things for you. If you're good at it, you can do it. And if you're starting to doubt yourself because you're not making money or you're feeling like you're energetically depleted, that's something to visit. 
Now, I struggled in my business the first year and a half and still sometimes with people dumping onto me emotionally. I think people see psychic and people see that I'm willing to help them. And in my DMs on Instagram and my emails, I got a lot of people asking for help. And that's very hard as an empath because you want to help the entire world, but you don't really know how to do it. And when people just send you paragraphs or 10, 11 voice memos in a row, dumping emotionally onto you, it's really hard for me to shake off that energy. As a psychic, I do feel things strongly. Even if it's just a DM, I can still feel the intent behind the DM. I'm not crazy looking into it, but if it's sent with some malintent or if it was sent from an energy vampire, I've gotten really good at discerning who I want to work with and who I don't. But the whole thing is being really clear on what kind of soulmate relationships and clients you want to pull in. And when I started this business, I had no idea. I had no idea who was going to come to me. You know, you never know what you're going to get when you are opening yourself up spiritually to a world of people that are either grieving or, you know, in a stuck spot. So I think that's also where I had to shift my business and go more into the masculine side. And it bothers me that there's not a better way of verbalizing that terminology. But if we're talking about business money matters or spiritualism, the feminine side is your receiving side. And the masculine side is where you give. And a lot of it has to do with initiating and especially related to business and money matters. I have always been more on the receiving end of things because I get messages from spirit that I cannot control. But that doesn't mean that I shouldn't have had a more firm grip on how I was handling client relationships because there were a lot of times where I felt like I was walked on or pushed to my limits because I wasn't being firm with my boundaries. And as we're on the topic of, I guess you can say like masculine type energy, setting your prices and then staying firm with that and knowing your value and what you're worth. That's another thing that's very hard for empaths to grasp. You know, you, you just want to help someone for, you know, a dollar or like a penny or just say, hey, like, do you have any stickers in your bag? I'll take a chapstick. Like, that's a perfect energy exchange. But that still very much depleted me. And when my spiritual counseling's booked up and then I went to a wait list, it was really hard for me still because it didn't matter how much money I was making. I was realizing how depleted I was. And that's when spirit was saying, hey, it's time to really expand yourself and really like work on courses and work on other things so you can touch more people and help as many people as possible without having to drain yourself and drain your resources with your psychic abilities. Because I will say as much as this work is so rewarding and I'm so grateful to have clients and to have a business, it's definitely difficult with your energy and what you're putting out in sessions. But I think the best thing to do is to be true to yourself. Listen to your body. If you're feeling drained or if like something feels weird after a client session or like you just cling on to energy easily, then take care of yourself. You know, you have to do self-care. You have to do your own work on the side. It's 
every single psychic has their own psychic. Like I have my own psychic I go to. I have my own energy healer. I have a therapist. (laughs) I have a sound bath person. I have a Reiki. It's like you have to have your shit on lock while you are running your small business. And I'm still learning and still growing. But I think at the end of the day, spirit runs the show. And they are the ones that are implementing where my ideas are coming from. And, you know, like as a manifesting generator, which I haven't talked about, but that also really defined how I started my business and how I continue to run it. Because I have more manifesting energy in my chart, I do have the ability to initiate more things. However, I really do like to inform and then respond. I really like the responding element of it because when I'm manifesting what I want to pull through and I'm asking people what they think. I'm really listening to my sacral response in my gut if that feels like a yes or a no for me. And it's funny because I've initiated projects or things that I've thought were going to be great offers and they fell completely flat. And that's why you always have to adjust and re- redesign your business. It's it's an ever-changing transformation that is never consistent <laughs> because, you know, you have to continue to work and learn. Also, my profile is a one three. So the more and more I'm like taking courses like business courses and learning about myself, I'm using that three line in my profile to be like that didn't work. And I hated the way that felt. Or even if I'm like doing a new offering and I'm like, oh, I hated that. I don't like doing that. I don't like that at all. I'll just change it up. And you just have to make sure you're not burning yourself out and running on a hamster wheel that's going nowhere and listening to your body listening to and following your human design strategy and authority. That helps a lot. And understanding your astrology chart. You know, like I know I have a lot of cardinal initiating energy in me and then I know I have a lot of mutable where I need to let go. I need to move on. I need to seek change. So with that power comes responsibility. But at the end of the day, you have to make it fun and good for you because you're the one who has to sustain (laughs) it and have longevity for the freaking future. But I also want to be honest and say realistically, that is really, really hard work. It is not a cakewalk having your own business and taking a leap of faith into doing something that you want to do for you. I've spent blood, sweat, and tears putting Putting in the work that I've done. And I think that's why I can start to feel very comfortable with my rates. I mean, also it comes with a business. You don't realize you need to be good and savvy at social media and client communications and all these things. And especially if you don't have a business partner, all of that falls on you. Eventually, you could start outsourcing and delegating, you know, and have employees, but I am a business of one. There is only one me (laughs) that's giving psychic readings. I can't just call my friend and be like, hey, can you pop on for an hour while I go get my nails done? Like, there are many times where I am at home all day long in my office. I don't leave even to grab lunch because I'm back-to-back client calls and meetings. And again, I'm so like incredibly grateful, but it's draining at the end of the day. And I just don't want to sugarcoat the amount of time and effort that goes into not only doing the work like in the sessions, but building your website, 
or building a course and, you know, a sales landing page and your Instagram content strategy and this podcast. Like there's so many different ways that you can market your business, but all of them are very time consuming. And especially for your first, second, third, or first five years of business, that's going to be the uphill battle, but totally worth it. You know what I mean? Like it definitely pays off, but it is a full time job, full time, full stop job. It's definitely not easy, but it's rewarding. So hopefully I answered some of your questions about how I got here and how it's going. And I am always reinventing myself and reinventing my services, which might drive people crazy, but I am a man, Jen, and that's something I really, really do crave in my bones and in my body. If you're thinking about starting a business and you don't know, I would just recommend you to jump off the cliff. There's absolutely nothing wrong with diving into doing something you love. Like I said, if you love it and you have fun with it and you're not putting any pressure on the outcome, if you're stuck or you're not making enough money, and it's, it's small business. <laughs> Continue to keep trying, keep going, and eventually I know it will give in, but don't give up on yourself and don't give up on your dreams. That's the only thing I can tell you. So if you see a small business that you like, make sure to send them a hey, a follow, a like, and support them. Even if it's not monetary, support them through liking and commenting on their stuff. It really does help them. And it does feel really, really good to make people feel seen and loved. (laughs) But this spiritual community is fantastic. And I'm so, so, so happy a lot of you asked this question. And hopefully it was informative on how you can do it. I'm not special in any way. And I will say this has given me more monetary freedom than anything else I've ever done in my life. It's a flexible job and I've made great money doing it. So you can do it. I promise you, you can. So have faith in yourself. I have faith in you and I love you. And if you do have a small business, feel free to DM me. I will go like and support some of the posts. And I truly appreciate you for everything that you do and for listening to this podcast. And until next time, do not give up on your dreams. Sending you so much love and light. And as always, you can find me online on my website, spiritsis.com. Check out my services and offerings. And if you are curious about opening your own spiritual business and don't know where to start, totally recommend the Awaken Your Intuition online course. It's a seven-day self-paced online course where you can tap into your own intuition and start discovering your own gifts. And also you can find me on Instagram. It's at spirit underscore sis.